0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses.
2: It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto. With Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers, here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, my good friends, it
3: is Saturday night, finest evening of the week. I must add, it's a delight, it's a pleasure, and a privilege to be with you this evening. It is Wolfgang Klein. Money manager, Jack Hartle, my partner, money manager. Say hi, Jack, to the large audience at uh, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Yeah, good evening, everyone. Great to be with you.
3: Indeed. It is a show about money, my good friends. We want you to have copious amounts of cash, eh? Nothing wrong with that. Who wouldn't like that? And you know, if you don't like money, lots of charitable causes you can give it to. So don't worry. You can't have too much, but you can certainly have too little. And, of course, during these challenging times for all of us, uh, there are those who are worse off than you, I am certain, and they're the ones we have to think about and extend help to. Uh, Martel Robert, our North American strategist, uh, has graciously taken some time out of his Saturday night. And, of course, Saturday night in Montreal is, must be a fun place to be back in the day. Uh, of course, Martin, you are socially distancing, my good friend.
4: Yes, I am. I'm uh, at home with uh, the family. And uh, actually, uh, my wife and my youngest son were tested positive, uh, COVID positive. So I have to, uh, again, uh, stay inside. And I'm going to get, I got checked, but uh, I've got no symptoms. So thank God. But even without symptoms, I have to go by the, the rules and, and stay inside with them.
3: Uh, Martin, I'm I'm very, very sorry to hear that. I've been waiting for this terrible um, pandemic to hit home. And it was last night when I found out a friend of mine um, contracted the uh, virus. And now your wife and your son, uh, you're in my prayers. uh, Very, very challenging times. Um, I don't want anyone I know to contract. I don't want anyone, period, of course, to contract this uh, deadly disease. Uh, It is very serious stuff. I do wish your family good health, my good friend. Uh, So for that reason alone, I want to thank you once again for spending some time uh, with us. Uh, Again, it's a show about money, my good friends. If you're just tuning in, I am Wolfgang Klein. Any questions, by the way, for Jack or I, uh, please visit us at WolfgangKlein.com. We're responsive. We're transparent. We are here for your success And that's why we bring on the smartest people we can find on Bay Street and Wall Street. Martin Roberge is one of those individuals. He, of course, is in uh, Montreal, uh, in La Belle Provence, and uh, he's a very, very smart man. Martin, uh, again, thank you very kindly. So uh, here we are in the uh, middle of October. We're about three weeks away from a U.S. election I have to speak with uh, speak about the election and money to begin with. Uh, of course, we got through now the vice presidential debate uh, this week that was certainly a little bit more presidential, a little more sobering. Uh, but it certainly appears that the Democrats are in the lead. And uh, if the momentum continues, perhaps uh, they will be victorious. Uh, from the work that we have done uh, With respect to the markets and how they would react if a Republican victory were to occur, excuse me, a Democratic victory were to occur, uh, I think the the, the conclusion, I think, Martin, is the market will continue to be just fine. Um, Yet I am getting calls from clients, and so I'm sure many people uh, listening to us right now have the same question. How is it? How can it be that the market can perform? fine when, of course, the uh, uh, Democrats would be very quick to raise taxes and perhaps slow down uh, the U.S. recovery. So, uh, Martin, can you begin by speaking to those statements?
4: Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a good question. And uh, the answer is, ve- is very easy. Um, historically, Democrats are uh, obviously uh, well known to raise taxes, but they are also well known to be big spenders. So what they normally do they uh, they do both, but they will not like unilaterally They will not like raise taxes without any spending associated with with those uh, tax increases. So historically, what they normally do is they go ahead and and announce various uh, spending measures, and and then normally you will see those um, spendings filtering the the economy, boosting the economy to the extent that the they're building a cushion upon which, like when the economy has, has enough momentum, they start raising taxes a bit, so they can, uh, you know, uh, take that money and probably redistribute it to the uh, middle and lower um, uh, uh, lower class middle, in the middle and, and lower class of of uh, of uh, of people. So this is uh, their um, their um, ritual, and it's been done years over years. And uh, we don't expect to see anything different. But um, investors must just understand that they do not just raise taxes. They, all, they also spend a lot to boost the economy. And, and, and then the, the, uh, the, uh, they raise taxes and, and uh, recalibrate the, the spending and, or the, the wealth uh, right. middle class.
3: Um, Martin, I want to speak further to that. Uh, the business cycle is just That. It's a cycle. Business cycles prior to World War II were quite short, less than two years, very boom bust. Post Second World War, the business cycle has been extended. Uh, Government policy, believe it or not, has actually smoothed out the economic cycle. So the business cycle now can be elongated. For my work uh, upwards of six seven eight years but uh, the typical business cycle you know kids back in school they probably speak hey, a of about a four-year business cycle which tends to overlay with the u.s presidential cycle again the point i want to make to the u.s presidential cycle is from all the work i have done and i've studied the u.s presidential cycle for 20 years the first two years of the new presidential term tend to be the period when the um, leading uh, government uh, does its dirty work. In other words, if it's going to raise taxes, it's going to do it in the first year or two, and then it's going to head into what's called the midterm elections and try to, again, juice the economy, most importantly, juice voter sentiment and do the more um, uh, pleasing, popular things such as spending. But you're saying the opposite is going to happen. You're saying they're going to spend first, Tax a little bit later, which sort of makes sense, but it doesn't tie into uh, the typical presidential cycle.
4: Yeah, but they have already already pre-committed to, with a huge, like over uh, two trillion in okay. in in, in, spend, in total spending. So they have already, already pre-committed to, to spend. So I, I think they they they, uh, they they will live up to their uh, uh, words. Uh, and then don't forget the, the tax strategies. Is, is one where you don't want to do a an overkill like you don't want to overkill the consumer uh, if they, they decide to tax more and they will they will make sure that the economy can absorb the, uh, the tax increases and and secondly um, the long like the, these economic cycles have been longer and, and longer but we, we have taken rates to the floor now wolfgang. <laughs> Uh, the, like the monetary policy and munitions or the munitions that you, we have from from cutting rates uh, or, or from spending more on the fiscal front, like the toolbox is getting en- emptied so i I would bet that going forward, probably the next next five to ten years cycles will become or will become a little bit shorter because we have less margin of safety to deal with with the speed speed bumps. Owing to the low level of rates and the fact that we've spent a lot of money al- already and, and government debt is, is really high relative to GDP.
3: That's a very interesting point. Interest rates being near uh, rock-bottom levels, they can't go much lower than this, and that is a, a very powerful, obvious go-to tool that the authorities use. In other words, lowering interest rates to re-stimulate economy is obviously their first measure they use. And of course, with rates being at zero, they can't go down that road any further unless interest rates here in North America go negative yield. We can speak about that. But I think more importantly, uh, Martin, I I had a fantastic uh, discussion with you. Uh, You you were very generous with your time uh, as you and I had a one-on-one last week. I shared your work with Jack and I also shared part of your ideas or some of your ideas uh, on last week's show, HiFi Radio, right here, of course, on Global News Radio six forty Toronto, my good friends, and if you're just tuning in, it is Saturday night. A delight to be with you and talk about high finance, a little high by by radio. Of course, we we'll get some fidelity weaved. And Martin, some of your ideas uh, uh, were quite interesting. Why don't we speak uh, a little bit about healthcare? Uh, it's front and center. The president just the president just recently uh, consumed a cocktail of uh, uh, COVID treatment, including. A uh, experimental uh, emergency use or uh, emergency use only uh, item from Regeneron. Uh, Have you looked at that uh, particular name, uh, Martin Regeneron? Do you have any comments on that stock?
4: No, no, not necessarily, because like biotechs are uh, companies are are product sensitive companies, and as you know, I'm more of an an economist, so I look at mostly sectors where um, there's a relationship. Uh, somewhat with the economy, so in that in, in the healthcare space, for example, I pay more particular attention to the medical equipment makers, which eventually will benefit from uh, from a vaccine because if we assume that uh, all those uh, operations have been delayed because of of covid but once you get the vaccine out of the way, you can start the surgeries again, and uh, and medical equipment makers will certainly eventually benefit from 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 vaccine or, or, or any medical treatment that could be delivered to to the consumer. So the the whole um, healthcare space right now is being obviously uh, driven by hopes of a vaccine. So biotech companies doing very well, but down the road, I, I believe some beneficiaries will be the uh, the medical equipment makers, such as uh, Medtronic, for example.
3: Yeah, we we uh, Metronic has been a go-to name for Jack and I. We have owned that name on and off. Uh, so obviously, yes, it's, it's sort of like a uh, a snake swallowing a rat. Uh, in that there's a big bulge of of uh, pent up demand for procedures. And what Martin's saying is, when we get a vaccine and uh, we have a little bit more calmness with respect to the spiking of cases. Perhaps uh, uh, those elective surgeries can get back uh, in queue and be performed. And that's where a company like Medtronic, of course, would be a benefactor of. The show is Hi-Fi Radio. I'm Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, Manager of Wealth. Uh, I help people build wealth and maintain that wealth. Jack Hartle, a brilliant partner of mine. Delight to work with him. Uh, And, of course, our Chief Strategist, Martin Reberge, graciously spending some time with us. We're here to help educate you. Uh, We're here to hold your hand. We're here to help you become very, very wealthy. You want to stay tuned. More show right after this.
2: Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We can dance if we want to, we can leave your friends behind. Cause your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance for well, the no friends of mine. See, we can go where we want to, place where they will never find. And we can act like we come from out of this world, leave we real one far behind.
3: Welcome back to the show, my good friends. It is, of course, a Saturday night. What a cool night to be hanging with you. Uh, hope you're well. I hope you're safe. Hope you're prosperous. And of course, that's what this show is about—to helping you become financially prosperous, safe, sound, and philanthropic. And a big part of what Jack and I focus on is helping others. It's all about helping others. When you do good to others, oh, karma kicks into gear and takes very good care of you. I always focus on you, not me. And when you win, I win. Jack wins. We all win. Martin Reberge is here to help us. He's a key member of the Wolf on Bay Street team. Martin Reberge is an economist. He's also uh, a chief uh, strategist. Um, he helps Jack and I uh, see the light and get uh, stay on course, stay on track, and try to be ahead of the curve. Um, you know, I, I have to say, gentlemen and, and friends at home, uh, you will not get good investment ideas by reading the news paper because the newspaper is presenting to you the news, which means something has already happened. So you cannot be looking at page one of a paper and, and, and going with those ideas. You will lose money consistently uh, over time. Uh, no, it's about looking forward. And then if you look forward and you act now, it will become news in six months. 12 months, 18 months, if you're correct, and then you will be able to give it to them. That's what it's all about. Yes, it's better to give than receive. So when price goes up, give them your stock. Let them have it. Uh, so, Martin, let's, let's look forward into 2021. Here we are in front of an election. A lot of people are holding back on putting new capital to work. We have clients who are handing us their pensions. They're saying just hang on to it until we get through the election. Uh, Jack and I, and I spoke to you about this last week, In our growth mandate, we took some money off the table uh, because bulls make money, bears make money, pigs get slaughtered. And, well, we do want to be too greedy. We've had a great run this year, Jack and Eric. Growth account, Martin, is up uh, just about 11% uh, at last check. I'm quite pleased with that in a very, very challenging year. We we succeeded once again. I'm very, very happy uh, for my clients for that move. But we do have um, a little bit too much cash. Uh, I want to deploy that cash. Of course, I want some weakness. I want the market to be down for a couple of days, uh, and then deploy the cash when things are on sale. Uh, I believe it was you who said to me last week, and it was very brilliant, uh, you said, Wolf, I think the market is going to continue to go higher into the U.S. election, and then perhaps sell off coming out of the election as the transfer of power remains up in the air, a.k.a. Donald Trump not, not uh, 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 acquiescent to the vote. Uh, with, with an eight or nine point lead in the polls, of course Biden being in the lead, are you still sticking
4: to that strategy?
3: Uh, and B, how should Jack and I, and Winter Jack and I, deploy that extra cash that we have?
4: Yeah. First, uh, regarding the election, and uh, regarding the uh, the like the, the the spread is now way above ten um, as as at yesterday, so it's kind of a, almost like a slam dunk that the, uh, like the Democrats will take over the office. But as I said before, I think there's more than 50% that the, the actual outcome will be contested, contested. And this is the kind of noise that you don't want to deal with because you, you've got until January the 20th to officially confirm a new president. So that's, you know, that, it is almost like the, the, it's more than two months uh, of uncertainties. And, um, and uh, this is where we believe, um, from an economic point of view, uh, we could have a, a, a growth slowdown at the same time because there, it seems like there will not be any um, coronavirus bill um, that, that will be announced uh, before the election. After the election, it remains to be seen, but you could have this risk of uh, first, uh, no stimulus bill, and second, uh, President Trump and the Republicans contesting the the elections. So this is a kind of a toxic mix for for the market, and uh, but but this is something that is in, in about a month from now. Um, in the ne- in the meantime, like a month, uh, like the market do a, can do a whole lot, and and we we still like what we call like the, the cyclical areas of the market industrials and and materials, um, the global economy is now being synchronized like a lot of countries are recovering from the the summer recession and whenever we we ha- we have this lift, um, there's a manufacturing sector, and companies have to just replenish uh, their their shelves so there's another cycle where you know you need more raw materials more primary goods to manufacture them and, and then send them to your clients. So you need this cycle to, to unfold, um, and th- we believe we are entering this sweet, this, th- the sweet spot. So, so industrial companies will, will carry the, uh, the goods and the material companies will produce or, or get you the, uh, the raw material to, get, to produce those goods. So, so this is like two big sectors of the market that have started to participate. But long, long, a long way from there, their full peak, uh, we believe.
3: And, and no doubt. Um, hey, Jack, you, you've been uh, c- continuing to uh, pay close attention to the work by Fidelity's uh, various strategists. And uh, you, you managed to get yourself a slide deck. Uh, can you maybe speak to um, what you learned from Fidelity's work and, and maybe
1: dovetail that into a little Q&A with uh, Martin for me? Sure, it really ties into what uh, Mark Ant is really saying and the fact that uh, Fidelity is looking at long-term cycles and they're looking at valuations and they're looking at various sectors. And, um, you know, they, they contrast uh, the high high growth, uh, secular growth trends of technology, um, called digital payments, all the names that you know are doing very well in this COVID environment versus uh, the early cyclicals, the names that Mark is talking about. And basically the way they're looking at it is we, we are potentially at a pivot point where um, the valuations have become so stretched that uh, the deep cyclicals or the early cyclicals that Martin is starting to talk about are starting to wake up. Um, can you maybe speak to that, Martin?
4: Yeah, actually you need uh, yeah, early cyclicals. We have to be careful. Like there are two types of, 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 of early cyclicals. We, you, we, you've got what we consider the economy sensitive cyclicals and we have what we consider the interest rate sensitive or the interest rate cyclical such as financials for example okay uh, are in that uh, in that group like we we prefer to 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 uh, recommend or go first with the economy sensitive uh, cyclicals as as i said like materials industrials and ener- energy to a certain extent because they are more correlated with the global economy, okay? Uh, when the manufacturing cycle gets going, they are the prime beneficiaries. And uh, w- once you start the, in what I just call the inventory restocking cycle, they will do best. Then eventually, as the economy gets going, the labor market improves. This is when normally you have to shift into the more consumer cyclicals or more service-sensitive sectors and interest rate-sensitive. And we're... We're not. We're certainly not there. So I'm, I still have some concern about the, like the, the, the high yield, high dividend yielders, like the, the pure bond proxies, and the financials because I think that the, the rates are going to stay low for a little while, and this is obviously a headwind for their margins and and the amount of lending that we're seeing is 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 very low because in, like corporations are already like. Uh, Uh, over leveraged. And and, and certainly in Canada, it's not only the the corporations, but the consumers as well. So the amount of lending that banks can do is, is limited and their margins are very tight as well. So I think this will play out. But later, maybe this is more of a 2021 story. Now I would prefer to focus on the economy sensitive cyclicals.
3: Um, so you talk about.
4: In, I, I want to jump
3: in there, uh, Martin, because a, a stock idea that Jack brought up just the other day was the uh, Scotia Bank. Uh, the dividend, Martin. None of you have looked recently. The dividend yield on Scotia Bank. What is it, Jack? Six point eight percent.
1: Six point three. Yeah, as of uh, 6, Thursday.
3: Six point three percent dividend yield. Uh, the Scotia Bank has never cut its dividend, according to the work that uh, Jack has done. Correct, Jack.
1: Um, I was asking our analyst actually, if he would expect them to cut their dividend, and he said no. So I, I, wouldn't, I can't say that they've never cut it, but uh, our expectation, based on our analysis, is that dividend is relatively safe.
3: So 6.3 dividend in a low-rate environment. The issue, of course, with Scotiabank is some of their foreign debt. But I wanna, again, I want to bring this, this show right back home, because you know something, my good friends? If you want to build wealth, it, it, it's simple, but it's not easy. Um, and, and, and And all you need to do is you need to work and you need to save, and you need to consistently invest. And the only thing that will take you off that path is probably the media, where they scare you one day and get you off course. Don't do it. Stay on course, save, invest, do that for 20 years, and the stuff that um, Jack and I and Margaret Burge are sharing with you is truly (laughs) at-the-margin noise. You needn't worry about it. It's it's part of it Call it entertainment, and Jack and I right now are doing our job – uh, picking Martin's brain because of a great, big, fat brain. But I want to take this to the next level, gentlemen. Um, I bought myself a house. First of all, I borrowed money, Martin, at 1.65%. I couldn't believe it. 1.65% uh, they lent me money, so that's highly stimulative. And I borrowed a, a little extra because money is so darn cheap, and I never have debt. I hate that. But at these rates, you got to make an exception. I have a cedar, I have a cedar roof on my new home. My cedar roof is about 20 years old. It needs to be replaced. So I called the company and I said, look, I, I want this roof replaced. Can you come by and give me a quote? However, I'm not going to do the roof until next spring because I'm doing a little bit of additions. And I'm going to be uh, altering the roof a little bit. And uh, it's no problem. We're going to give you a quote today, but we have to allow for an inflation factor between now and next spring because prices do change. And really what they're referring to is the price of the shingle themselves. And uh, I'll take it back to you, Jack. Your brother-in-law is a uh, builder up in Muskoka, not plural, and he, he said she he's having trouble with buying two sixes, for God's sake. So we, with the global economy doing its thing, the one area of, of, of strength, Martin, we are certainly seeing in the United States, and I'm assuming it's building up here in Canada, is people spending money on their homes. So. With that, I know. I want you to think about that as to how we can perhaps turn that into an investment thesis. Let's go to commercial break, pay some bills. The show's Hi-Fi Radio. We want to keep it on air. It's Global News Radio 640 in Toronto, my good friends. It's a show about money. It's a show that Jack and I produce each and every week. We bring the smartest minds to the air to help educate you and inform you so that you will have a steady hand and become wealthier. Friends, stay tuned.
2: Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. (laughs)
3: Saturday night, and the show is Hi-Fi Radio, high finance, high fidelity. Uh, just for fun, of course, and you know, it's, it's money talk, eh? It's money talk, and sometimes, well, it can be a little dry, so Jack and I try to add some levity to it, and throw in some music where the levity is lacking, which is often as well, my good friend. Uh, but we're here for you. I want you to know that. If you have any questions about money, WolfgangKlein.com. A lot of information on our site, and you can always send me a note, and say, hey, Give me a shout. I want to discuss X with you. Uh, there is no question too big, no question too small for Jack and I. We are here for the people. It's all about you. If you win, we win. Um, I'll tell you, I feel like a winner when I'm hanging out with guys like Martin Laberge. He's our chief investment strategist, North uh, North American uh, focused, uh, also an economist. Um, and unfortunately, um, his beautiful bride and his son have contracted COVID. Um, the, uh, the pandemic is getting closer and closer to home and in many people's homes it has entered. Uh, it's serious. It's real. We have to continue to respect it, but it will pass in time. Uh, it's incredible the, uh, the global effort, gentlemen, um, that uh, the scientists have uh, uh, put forth in terms of uh, solving and, and, and eradicating this pandemic. And I have to say, I am certainly optimistic about it. But let's take it back to business. Um, interest rates are virtually zero. Uh, the, the central bank in America said rates are going to stay this way until at least 2023. Jack Martin, let's speak to that environment. How does an investor, especially a retiree, so again, half of Jack's clients and my mine are retired people. And it is more challenging for them, of course, in this environment to Uh, invest their money uh, with clarity. Uh, Gentlemen, please speak to that
1: point. How do you invest in a low interest rate environment? Sure. I'd just like to take it back, Wolfgang, uh, to that Bank of Nova Scotia idea that we were talking about. So low interest rate environment makes it very challenging for people that have uh, guaranteed income requirements. And you look at Bank of Nova Scotia. Okay. So you can buy the equity like we talked about. and You have to take on some volatility with that. And you get a 6% dividend. Uh, just before the break, you were talking about your, you know, your low mortgage rate. So if you can, you can lend to the Bank of Nova Scotia. You can buy yourself a GIC if you want. You do have that choice, and they'll maybe pay you one percent. Uh, call it for I don't I don't have the rates right in front of me. You call it one to one and a half percent for a five-year period. So, as an equity investor, you can take on the risk, the volatility, and generate that yield that we're talking about. And you also get to participate on the upside, or if you want a guaranteed. Um, outcome doesn't mean it'll be a positive return after factory in inflation. You know, if you buy that GIC uh, with inflation, you know, targeted to be 2%, doesn't mean it's going to actually be there. You know, you're really not maintaining that purchasing power. So um, it, it's a very difficult environment for people to invest in right now, especially those that need certainty of outcome um, to generate a positive return. Yeah, well, one of the best performing
3: Canadian banks, Martin, has been your bank, uh, the National Bank. Of course, it is Quebec-based a lot of business out West as well. Uh, But the National Bank has continued to perform very, very well. But again, taking it back to the bank strategy, Jack has always reminded me that he said, well, a great strategy for Canadian banks is you buy the lagger. They all tend to mean revert. The lagger, of course, if you don't know which the lagger is, it's the one with the lowest PE and or the highest dividend yield. That right now is Scotiabank. We don't own that stock yet. I am certainly looking at it. And it's interesting because... Sandy McIntyre, I recall when he came on our show a few months ago, Jack, he was actually selling Scotia because he had a loss in it. And he was redeploying that capital into another Canadian bank. He wanted to crystallize his loss from a tax point of view, offset it against prior years gains, and move forward in the same sector. So anyways, that, that, that idea is on our uh, certainly short list. Um, Martin, let, let's move on. We spoke about health care. Um, but you have some other interesting ideas. You want to you want to perhaps speak about then the uh, cyclicals. A couple names that Jack and I have, uh, that have caught our attention has been John Deere, Caterpillar, Tormonts had an incredible move, and Finning is waking up. But the name that I'm actually most interested in adding to is my CP Rail. And the, uh, uh, some wisdom on Wall Street has been the best stock to buy is the stock you already own. Because you know it, so Jack and I own 50 stocks for our clients. CP is one of them. I'm thinking of adding to it. A couple of new ideas, as I indicated. I'm looking at caterpillar. I'm looking at deer, um, and uh, and the like. So, uh, guys, what do you think? In specific, Marty, what do you think about those ideas, and how would you uh, move well,
4: forward? As you know, Wolfgang, we're not allowed to provide specific uh, stock recommendations um, as as a strategist. But uh, the the names that you're referring to are. Um, If you look look about the rails, what we have to remember about the rails, which we really like, is that they got their business going very early uh, in the year because of the online commerce, Uh, all the the buying on the Internet, uh, shipping, uh, receiving. uh, That's a a big chunk of of, of a new um, silo of growth for, for rail companies. So this... This uh, source of growth is, is well understood. The one that is not yet well understood is is, the, is the, more the traditional intermodal business, which is normally kicking in a few months, if not quarters, after the economy exits a recession. And as I said, if you, you're going through an inventory, stocking, uh, re, uh, an inventory restocking cycle, you, you're going to need like trucks. And, and, and rail companies to carry those goods to the, the big-box big, big uh, retailers. And this is where the story um, fits well for, for rail companies. And, and, and the goods that you are importing and exporting, well, you need the rails as well. So Let me start,
3: Martin, Martin. I apologize to interrupt. I just want to jump in here because I want to make sure I understand something correctly. Uh, the front and center has been UPS and FedEx. They woke up, and of course, Amazon uh, pulled back from its high, but flirting with all-time highs. So, are you telling me that the Canadian rails right here are a derivative play on that online shopping? Yeah, uh, and yeah. yet
4: it's a, a, a play that hasn't doesn't have the stretched
3: valuations of the other ideas that I shared with you—the UPS, the FedEx, and the Amazons of the world.
4: Yeah, that that's my uh, that. Yeah, that's the idea I'm trying to uh, to convey to uh, to your uh, listeners. Is that Thank we you. haven't seen yet the re-rate and re-rating from the full industrial production cycle, and uh, and we're seeing, as we said many times, that we're seeing the global economy now finally moving off the bottom and recovering, slight, like slowly but surely. But this mm-hmm. is this is what rails are all about. Like the the, the intermodal or the carload traffic is going to get better as the global economy improves, and I don't think that this is. This is pricing in 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 the stocks uh, in rail railroad companies or machinery equipment companies, as you as you just mentioned, like Caterpillar uh, a a while ago. And we have to remember that these stocks look a bit expensive, uh, but the market is also being is expensive because of the overvaluation of of some of technology companies in the index. So relative to the market, multiples are are not overstretched. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. And that's also, I would say, Wolfgang, that's also a derivative of play on what you were talking and you kicked off this segment with is the fact that if interest rates are very low, you know, under one percent on the ten-year, people are going to be willing to pay more for cash flow from equities, and if it's a reoccurring revenue for you know railways or even banks. Um, you know, they're willing over time, they're going to be paying more for that dollar of earnings. Uh, Friends, you are your own
3: worst enemy in the world of money management. And as such, Jack and I are very much aware that we too are human, cut me and I shall bleed. Uh, As such, we have a behavioral financial expert, uh, Amos Nadler, going to join us on our next hit. Uh, Martin Raberge, good help to you, my good friend. I want to thank you once again for your wisdom. Uh, It's a real delight to have you on our show. And we, of course, will be getting you back, uh, perhaps as uh, the uh, U.S. election has been determined, uh, but certainly well ahead of January. That's for sure. Good weekend to you, my good friend. My good friend, Ova.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me on your show, Wolfgang. And talk, talk to you soon. God bless you, my good friend. Thank you.
3: Uh, The show is Hi-Fi Radio. WolfgangKlein.com. Any questions, you can check Jack and I out. Send us a note. We will get back to you and help you. It's all about taking care of you so that you have more money. More show right after this.
2: Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
3: It is Saturday night, and the show, my good friends, is Hi-Fi Radio, a show about money, a show that Jack and I work on each and every week to help you have more money. And uh, we hope we are doing our job. Any questions, by the way, WolfgangKlein.com is our website. We are here for you. Uh, as I indicated, uh, a old adage on Bay and Wall Street is you are your own worst enemy when it comes to money. Money makes us crazy sometimes. The emotions run rampant. And that's where it's a delight to have an access to a uh, behavioral finance expert, uh, a former professor, uh, Amos Nadler, frequent guest on hi-fi radio, now the chief economist with a Fabric. You know, our last guest was an economist. Amos is an economist. And I would always think economists were pretty dry individuals, but not the ones Jack and I hang out with. In fact, Jack has a Major in economics. Me, I'm a marketing guy. Go figure. Uh, but, Almo, <laughs> thank
5: you for spending some time with us. Uh, how you doing, my good friend? Hey, thank you for the invite so much. Uh, good morning. I uh, hope you guys had a good week. Indeed, we did. Um,
3: your company, Fabric, uh, is mm-hmm. very interesting. Um, your company has a hedge fund. And your company is also now involved in a digital exchange. Uh, why don't we start with that? Uh, when I, when I, speak, I hear of digital exchange, I know you're speaking about cryptocurrency. Um, I have sort of taken my eye off of Bitcoin. I went through that published work of yours that Jack sent me, very, very academically sound work. Um, of, but
5: uh, to speak to us about your digital exchange. How's business? Oh, absolutely. Well, what's really fascinating about the move uh, that Fabric is doing is that instead of trying to be like a me too, hey, let's open some crypto exchange, that's not at all the approach. The approach that we're taking is towards the tokenization of real world assets. So that instead of being a a sort of a fringe thing, like I own some wacky cryptocurrency the movement is to uh, put assets on the blockchain, which includes real estate, includes, you know, possibly even security tokens such as stocks and things like that that are tradable in a secure, in a secure manner uh, and accessible to more, more of the population. So it's really a, a revolutionary idea that has not been executed yet, and we're working on making it a reality for all Canadians and for, you know, for all people.
3: Hey, Jack, I'm going to give you almost as ear. You set the guest up, so uh, take it away, Jack.
1: Sure. Going through obviously the, the crisis that we had uh, back in March and April with COVID, um, you know, you were I guess on the front lines of crypto assets. What were you seeing in that space? Because it was really I guess the the first true test of that asset class. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, absolutely. There was the the sort of contest of what's going to be the the flight to safety. What's going to be the whether Bitcoin will be the digital gold or not. And what we saw initially were correlations that were historically very, very low uh, or even negative moving to historic highs. So gold, S&P, uh, TSX, silver, and, and Bitcoin all moving to almost correlation of one, meaning they're all moving in the same direction. Uh, and then that correlation is now, is now sort of falling, falling down uh, with silver still kind of winning that race. Um, but it was, it was sort of the first test of the hypothesis of Bitcoin as a store of value. And, uh, Initially, there was, there was some hope, but all crises, you see correlations fall apart You know, during the crisis as everything goes down. So, yeah, we're on the front line. We're taking active positions uh, to try to maximize
1: you know our, our alpha in that situation. So as an expert in behavior finance, uh, talking about periods of crisis, correlations all go to one. So what, what do you make of that and how are people making these decisions? Because I think I have the answer. I just want to see what your perspective is. Sure. I mean, uh, from an asset to
5: asset perspective, like you you could delve into that. But but what people do, like when a drowning a drowning person will reach for anything that looks solid, and so the flight to safety a lot of times is looking at what's rising, regardless of what the fundamentals are. The typical flight to safety is gold. Uh, you'll see that. You will also see going to cash, obviously cashing out of your assets. Um, but behaviorally, people will look at what's rising. So if you look at what happened with tech stocks during during the crash, people saw a lot of movement. You know, dominating the index from Apple, Google, Facebook, and so on. And people just rode that momentum or still riding that momentum. So behaviorally, it's kind of like reaching for the, for the, uh, you know, floating thing in the ocean as they're drowning. It doesn't mean the fundamentals necessarily back that up, but that's behaviorally typically what happens.
3: I and have you know, to take like- it back here, gentlemen, just in the interest of time. But I, again, I want to bring back to a, a concept of a, a few simple concepts to help you better manage money. Number one, is the word diversification, spread your money around in quality companies, Uh, 40, 50 quality business, what a a good portfolio I I believe should look like. Um, Number two, you wanna have different asset classes. That's what Amos and Jack have been speaking about to help offset volatility. That works in a normal market. What I mean is have some cash, have some bonds, have some stock maybe some gold, maybe even a little bit of crypto, and they'll all move in slightly different directions. Um, The problem is when you hit a crisis, what they're saying is they all go the same way in times of crises. But I'm going to say then take it to the next level. When you see everything go the same way during a crisis, we call that on Bay Street having a correlation of one, where everything moves exactly the same way. It's all correlated. Um, When you come across a situation like that, friends at home, the way – manage through it if you have what i said with a balanced portfolio and if you're properly diversified is simply put and please think about me next time we get a crisis there will be another one panic is not a strategy and the second derivative to that statement is as warren often says over and over again be greedy when others are fearful so if you become fearful which you will, and will I, and and will Jack. But when we see everyone fearful, deep breath and realize you're getting near a bottom. This is not the time to change strategy. If anything, do more of what you are doing. The likelihood is it's about to pop and pop hard. We just had ourselves an incredible v shaped recovery. And again, I almost have to say, throw it back to you, from a behavioral finance point of view, whenever someone does something, they want to be proven correct. So if someone exited the market, Say in the second week of March. They were correct. They were heroic for a very short period of time. Then the market turned the opposite direction only to make new highs, and they sat, sat back scratching their head. Uh, I want to wish you all a great weekend. It is Thanksgiving. I'd rather be a turkey, a turkey, a turkey. I'd rather be a turkey on Thanksgiving Day. My kids used to sing that song. You have a good weekend, my good friend. Jack, as always, thank you. Uh, almost. Peace, my good friend. Stay safe, everyone. Jack as well uh, almost as well friends at home stay safe and prosper we're here for you WolfgangKlein.com. any questions you check us out this is the global news radio network 640 toronto
2: making money is the best so how do you make more money,
3: of money
2: and- come on back after this you're listening to hi-fi radio from global news radio 640 toronto
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.